0: Football-related banter. Uh, joining me tonight is a man who is full of football-related banter, and so full of it you can't even log into our banter Twitter. It's Jules.
1: <laughs> Good evening, buddy. How are we? I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, not doing not doing too bad. Nice nice start to the week. Um, really looking forward to having a Spurs game to watch on on a Wednesday. That feels like a real treat. Um, haven't had yeah. that for a while, have we? <laughs>
0: yeah, we can we can pretend we can pretend. That, well, Southampton so it's so close to France. It could be France.
1: I was gonna, like, basically we're just saying like it's a bit like when we went to france and you just pronounce towns with like a funny accent um and just a funny name like <laughs> yeah. you just call them like john or something you gotta throw yeah
0: it out or, or renez because yeah fuck renez we'll yeah fuck get René's. that one in there um
1: it's
0: yeah, just, just us two tonight though um you'll be uh, pleased to know Uh, we've left uh, Ashley and Jim at home Uh, Ashley it must be said is probably just uh, still too angry at um, Paddy Power's tweets I don't know if you've seen our (laughs) our Twitter account (laughs) Paddy Power made a joke at Spurs' expense and he hates it even though our entire Twitter is purely based around the shit level of banter that Paddy Power kind of get you know it's what (laughs) Paddy Power do and we do it on a Spurs microcosm but we, but
1: (laughs) we we do it with an element of satire but I also think that you, I don't know why it is. Maybe, well, I guess you can tell us because you're you're our sort of joint best mate. So you're the <laughs> poor bastard who has to put up with us. Ash and yes. I get triggered by so many things. And they're, yes. they're quite different things. But between us, I'd say we kind yeah. of cover a lot of Twitter as like frustration. What what do you get triggered by? What was the last time you saw something on Twitter and you were like, fuck's sake? I don't know. I'm, a, I'm an
0: incredibly patient man. But, but like even like Jim as well, what I noticed is that the three of you, are in particularly triggered by very specific foods and I feel like that (laughs) is just transcended into your into your mindset and as soon as you get something that yeah maybe because you're triggered by other things it just makes you angry at the world because you can't eat avocados I
1: was gonna say are you saying that Glenn Hoddle is my banana uh yes yes I'm I'm not saying he'd go
0: straight through. That's what I'm (laughs) trying to say. But
1: (laughs) he wasn't that kind of midfielder. He wasn't that kind of player, mate. Um, (laughs) And what what about for Ash? What's what's Paddy Power for Ash then? I I I think just any food.
0: (laughs) Any any food. Coffee.
1: Paddy Power is Ash's coffee.
0: Yeah, and he's a sort of a a loaf of bread to Jim. So (laughs) there we have it.
1: Oh, that's a hard
0: uh, life, isn't it? Having, having to share a WhatsApp group with us three. I don't know how you manage. Well, no, I, I, basically, I don't. Basically, you're all insufferable. But I will give you some credit <laughs> to, to pull it back out. I, I did listen to your last pod, which I had nothing to do with, uh, which is why I'm surprised it was such a success. Obviously, we had Steve on from the Hot Spurs podcast. I recommend you go back and listen. Uh, you can find it wherever you found this podcast, I guess. I think that's how it works. Um, there are a few things I would like to comment on, because I did come up in conversation um firstly i did enjoy the section on sam's chicken yeah thought it, thought, it, thought it was a good section um classic i'll try and meet ash there for the game on wednesday that would be nice just like the old days you uh you also talked quite a lot about how, how i like a pint and i think there's a fine line between <laughs> saying oh he really likes a pint or he's an absolute wino. we have to keep an eye on him <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like you made me out to be the latter and i would like to challenge that that image uh,
1: I, I, I am completely unwilling to retract my comment that you like a pint because <laughs> you absolutely love a fucking yeah,
0: pint. I like a pint, but not to the point of I cannot function without a pint.
1: Yeah, no, 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 no. no. Look, you, you, you are, you are a, a just about working yeah. human being who, who holds together his life and gets to Friday night for when he can have yeah. a drink and not feel it guilty. Is, it's
0: li- living for the weekend is five once said. And exactly. You know, one binges, but I'm not a functioning <laughs> alcoholic if my employer is listening. Or your Thanks. parents
1: oh they've worked it out (laughs) if anything it's genetic (laughs) and equally genetic is my inability to handle alcohol um thank you for that french french bloodline which just doesn't know how to deal with a single pint um three pints Um, in and i'm I'm suddenly tipsy an impending gout and yeah the rest
0: of it speaking (laughs) of better footwork um yeah brighton brighton game at the weekend fa cup we go marching Mm. on we we had um read the international break uh, ahead of that. I'm um, I'm still not really sure why we had the international breaks. I'm not totally sure who actually went and played international games apart from the South Americans.
1: Um, S- South Americans and basically the African Cup of Nations happened, which has been the, the most dull tournament. Like, like I I yeah. try and tune in to like watch different things, I like really enjoyed watching Barca Atletico at the weekend. Um, but the African Cup of Nations, I think I think Egypt were taken to extra time in all four games. And like three of them were nil-nil at the point of extra time. It's the worst. That was awful football. It was classic Carlos Kiros. Um, yeah, yeah. remember him. But I don't know. It, it, it was a weird moment of like, we suddenly went from international into FA Cup, which kind of threw me. But that was one of the most enjoyable games of the season. I absolutely loved that. Yeah, but I think it had a lot to do with, um, we'd essentially
0: had a two-week break to kind of just sit and train and just kind of could actually get hold of them. Mm. Uh, what was the best part of a fortnight and go right yeah that's this is how i want you to play and he had all of his key players there
2: mm.
0: and he had son and romero coming back to full fitness and it kind of culminated in probably some of the best football i've seen us play under Conte against what shouldn't be a, an underrated opposition that they're a good team and we looked superior which is bizarre
1: yeah i, I thought we were, we were brilliant and um, it's funny i watched it uh actually with my girlfriend and she for, for her sins as well as putting up with me on a day-to-day <laughs> basis. Um, she she does watch the old game or the old bit of the game with me. And sometimes it's it's sort of that external view says something which is really on point because they they kind of don't have the the filters that we do, um of fear. <laughs> and she was like, Tottenham are just moving the ball really quickly. She was like, No one's taking more than more than like two touches. And I looked at it and I was like, that is the biggest difference. It's like the mm. ball goes into winks and he's not taking that extra touch or pass or rolling yeah. it slowly in. The ball is being popped around at pace into people's feet. Yeah. It's like they're, they're finally sort of having confidence in the patterns that Conte's is trying to teach them, if that makes sense.
0: No, It does absolutely make sense. And I, I was going to bring it up because I think that was the biggest thing from, from watching it was the speed at which mm. moved the ball around. Brighton aren't going to give you a great deal of time on the ball. Deformation is pretty much almost man for man, the same as ours. So mm. you, you know that man for man, you're going to have someone trying to put pressure on you. I and mean, we just weren't bothered. I mean, it was interesting <laughs> to see um, that midfield partnership, but playing that that level of two touch football, which we
1: yeah, weren't sure have, they could. You, do. Would, you wouldn't have guessed they'd be capable of it, and particularly not from what we saw under Nuno, obviously at the start of the season. But mm. I also think that was even more impressive because, and you know, there, there are three Spurs players in particular I want to talk about, so we'll get to them. But <laughs> how good is Basuma? Like, he is unreal. Yeah.
0: Yeah he's like, uh, he's quite good
1: yeah. He I, I just watched him the entire game and I just thought he is it's it's weird when sometimes like perhaps the best player is on the team that loses. But <laughs> he was he was so good and he's he's so fit he shot he presses so well in that team but he moves the ball incredibly well mm. like he's he's clearly like that level above. I don't know who's going to go and get him for like 60 million this summer but someone's going to Oh go. yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I mean we were linked he, to him in January but I just didn't believe that 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 we had the money there no, to, I, to go to go and get it
1: i think i think in the summer if spurs signed one player and you could go for 50 million and go get basuma i wouldn't be at all disappointed with that i, I would think that's a very smart move like he was he was clearly so good and as you say for us to play the ball that well when we're under pressure from him you know adam lallana is a really smart pressing player obviously played on the clock for so long Mope up front is an absolute shit house of a player. Like it, it, they are, they are a difficult, difficult bump. Yes, we, they are. Like We were pinging it around them really well, so it, it was brilliant. I want to talk about Mope as
0: well, actually, because I think he's the most frustrating striker I've ever seen play. And I've seen we've seen the likes of you know your Soldados and and similar ilk play. But you watch him, he gets in all the right positions. He's very aggressive. Mm. You've seen him score some amazing goals. So you know he can yeah. finish. But it's so often he's in the right position, and he completely fluffs his line. He must be the most frustrating thing for a Brighton fan to watch. Ah,
1: oh, he will be so annoying. Um, I mean, the, the only good thing with him, really, I guess, is that he always does it against Arsenal, doesn't he? Like, like if it, yeah. if, if, he, if he saves a goal, he saves <laughs> he saves it for, for for the Woolwich lot. Um, but I think he, I don't know, he seems to me like that player who's a bit too pent up about if he can, like, shoulder charge someone or, like, win the aggression Mm. sort of battle and kind of forgets, like, yeah, but the aim of the game is to use the ball. Like, he sort of of misses that. Like, I think if he actually took a breath a bit and was a little Mm. less charged, he would do better, whereas there are (laughs) other players who who you think they need a bit of that. Like, I I think Winks, on the day when he's a bit pumped and a bit up for it, goes Mm. up a level. Like, like that Liverpool yeah. game, I think, you know, first tackle, boom, came in for the slide. He was, he was up for that, knowing he was under pressure. Some players need that. Some players would do better yeah. for taking a breath. And I think, yeah, he's, he's, he's the latter, Mope.
0: Yeah, that, coming on to the, sort of the, the Winks element of that, I thought, having thought about what was on the bench for us, uh, and in mm. particular, we've got this incoming in uh, Benton Corps in centre-mid. Mm. Obviously, we've lost a few out the door. And obviously Skip was out uh, with a knock, I think. So mm. th- th- does that make a big difference then to our midfield? Because Hoybier and Winks played like they knew that there was a really good player on the bench who mm. it was itching to come on. And obviously when he did come on, he was he was class above. But do you think that 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 sort of competition in those positions now is actually going to be of huge benefit to us, and we'll actually start to see the best out of our midfield? Uh, oh, massively!
1: I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, competition for places makes players know that they've got to you know you know not just be fit but actually perform to to keep the shirt and I think it's it's incredibly apparent to everyone and like I don't know I've having been in a few football teams in my life like there's there's always that moment when a new player joins and you all sort of take a session to suss him out and in that first training session someone will like give him will like you'll rattle a pass really hard into his feet and see how he how he responds that's that's a classic Someone will probably there'll be a big 50-50, like see how he responds to that. Like so like there's all the classic kind of like you're sort of sensing out like a new member of the pack, like coming in for 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 dogs or something. Yeah. For Benton Court, they've had a week training with him. They will be well aware that he's the best sentiment at the club now. Like like he's <clears> come <throat> in and you could just see from moment he came on, you're like, shit, yeah, he's that good. So <laughs> that they are all thinking, okay, shit, actually he's gonna start. The the challenge is who's gonna start alongside him? So suddenly Hoyberg and Winks played well, but they're mm. also thinking, how can I demonstrate I can play, I can be this guy's, you know, the, yeah. the, Robin, the Robin to his Batman. That's what they're going for. <laughs> yeah. and that, That's an interesting challenge for them all. I think I would love Skip to win that battle long-term because I think he's the best all-round midfield that we've got from the initial like group. Yeah, maybe. But, maybe. but, but, but all of them have got a slightly different skill set and all of them will be thinking, if I can perform... And I can make this guy my best buddy, you know, wash his boots for him at the end of session, all that kind of stuff. Then who knows? Maybe, maybe I can be the centre mid. But yeah, I mean, he, what did you make of him when he came on? I, I just thought he looked, he looked brilliant. Yeah, there, there was, well, I think what I liked in particular is that
0: within a few minutes of being on, he completely decked Basuma and got booked. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it, it it the level so, of
1: shithousery that we want from a midfielder. A, I was going to say, a Uruguayan who's been brought up in Syria, ah, shock that yeah. he knows how to make a professional foul. Yeah, and he picked out
0: the best player on the pitch for Brighton and went, I'm going to deck him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the kind of, uh, that's the level of uh, shithousery that I want from a midfielder. Um, so I think we, we are going to see some some really exciting things from him. But it, there was another South American, actually, that came on and felt like a new signing because mm. we haven't seen Romero since, I think, the start of January. And we haven't really seen him under Conte, despite mm. us already knowing what he can do. Did he feel like a a new signing the way he
1: was just running around and intercepting (sighs) and just decking people at will? He looked like a new signing, but he also just looks like he just looks like the mainstay of our backline for the next sort of five six years, doesn't he? He's he's yeah. he's so good. It's one of those ones where we're a bit lucky we've managed to nab him because he should be at a Real Madrid or a Bayern Munich or a, or or a Liverpool. Like you could see him, he would start for Liverpool alongside Van Dijk. I, I think he would start ahead of Canate or Mata. Like he's he's that elite a player, but he's also just got and I think it's a great it's a bit of a Sergio Ramos trait, but he's got that little bit of like. He's a bit of a psycho, which also makes him quite <laughs> yeah. scary. Like if you're the opposition yeah. striker, there's moments he'll just drop off and be like, I'm just going to play the smart game. I'm just going to play out nice with my feet. Like he he sent Mope like sort of running into the stands at one point when he cut <laughs> back onto his right foot. But then there's also just moments where he's just like, I'm going to absolutely clatter you for no apparent reason. Like you've done nothing to me all game and I'm just going to smash you. And he's yeah. got that little bit of sort of unhinged something. Um, like, I don't know. So... A mate that you're on a night out with and you're all thinking the night's going smoothly and then someone, I don't know, just like chucks a pint at someone else for no reason. Yeah, there's
0: always one and he'll, just, he'll glaze over and you suddenly think, yeah. oh God, it's happening.
1: <laughs>
2: and then before
0: you know it, he's he's, he's accusing you of something that, that just hasn't been done. I, I've got a mate who's very similar. I won't name him, but that would be unfair. But he once broke his own glasses somehow on his own trip to the toilet, came back, sat down, Realised his glasses were broken, and then decided to to blame his broken glasses on the nearest person, or sorry, the biggest person at the table. And he's quite a small man. And it was quite funny to see him try and get a little bit (laughs) Larry in the middle of the railway in Clapham, which, uh, if you know it, isn't a sort of, it's not really a raggy place, is it? It's it's pretty nice. I mean,
1: I was going to say we used to frequent that and it definitely wasn't uh, it definitely wasn't wasn't Aggie Um, but no I I know exactly what you mean he's got he's just got that element of the unhinged about him which I think as a forward player makes you a little bit nervy so I I, I thought Romero was just brilliant and if you if he stays fit I think he is such a big upgrade and such a crucial part of that team you know the the middle centre back in in a 3-4-3 has the most important role Mm. in a way like he sets such the tone he, he makes all the decisions about whether or not to step out or not with the ball the wide center backs it's actually quite a simple position like they've just got to stay in line and they're either going yeah you know it's, it's either an easy passes on or you're going wide or back there's never wide center back isn't so complicated which is why you can shoehorn the likes of a, a Tanganga into there or you could or, or Ben Davies but that middle center back has to be top dollar and and Kuti Romero is uh is absolutely that
0: yeah, it's a, it's a sliding door moment for Spurs because uh, he's unhinged. <laughs> oh, you know. there we go. Well done. Good, so isn't it? You, a you, you don't, you, yeah, I wish. Are you <laughs> calling me an apollic again? Because i not... <laughs> <laughs> talk about it. Um, c-
1: can we also talk about two other players um, no. who I thought were great and deserve a little shout-out for respected moments? Um, what did you think of Kane? I mean, I don't know
0: how many times... We have to ask ourselves this question of how just how good is Kane? I thought it was probably one of his his best games in I can't remember how long. Mm. I genuinely thought that the, the way he moved the ball around, just that's that finish for his first goal, which come about from like a good team press as well. That, that, that must be said, and that was mm. something that we really got right from the off, which we very rarely do, and it's something that that thankfully is seems to be changing. But we haven't really seen seen him score a goal like that. that it's just a little bit special, a little bit, how has he pulled that one out? The, the genius of the man, that where you cannot fault necessarily any of the defending. Like the defender in mm. front of him stood in exactly the right place. The goalkeeper stood in exactly the right place. And he still found a way to just ping it into the top corner. And I can't think of the last time he scored a goal like that.
1: Didn't he score one under Mourinho against like Palace? I want to say Palace, where it was like, He's on the right hand side of the box and he hits the top left corner with this amazing curler, like away yeah. from goal. Big and I, I, I know what you mean. I, I, there were a couple of goals under Mourinho where I was like, I mean, and this is the thing, right? He's—we all know Harry Kane is very good at kicking ball in goal. Like, like, like <laughs> no one, no one has, no one doubts that. Like, no matter mm. how slow he is, he could be fifty-five years old, and you'd still be like, at kicking ball in goal, you are good. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is basic. <laughs> but he looks lighter he looks faster he's running Mm. he's definitely sprinting more he you know he was getting a lot of chances and he had about four or five shots in really promising positions i know he only scored two but actually he he was getting chances because he was breaking and running at speed and actually showing you know that kind of dynamism which we've been Mm. missing from him and then afterwards you, you hear about him on you know, what, what he thinks of Conte and the training and stuff and he's saying how, how big a difference he thinks he's he's finding it physically yeah. now under this this routine. You think, is this the change maybe with Kane is that you know, we all know what went on in the summer and he's probably, understandably to a certain extent, there's a lot of disappointment and there's a mental readjustment there because he clearly was under the impression it was a done deal. It wasn't mm. big, big life moment. Kind of sliding doors. Kind of is that going to come again? Yeah, Probably and his head. Yeah, well, another one unhinged. <laughs> um, and but but you would say now with Conte, with how fit and sharp he looks, I don't want to jinx it, but it feels like this is yeah. Kane turning to the kind of Kane who can be the yeah, level yeah, one to be yeah. the elite Kane, exactly. Yeah. But
0: Only if he stays fit, and obviously that's always been our our downfall is when he's not fit. Mm. what's the what's the solution i mean potential solution potentially just purely judging by his build is uh, the other new lad uh mm. Kulisevsky. god knows how that's pronounced but i think it is <laughs> Kulisevsky, isn't it? It is cool. yeah, getting it right. i think everyone's going to call him Kulu though so you, you're allowed to do yeah. that if you wish fine him the new lad the ginger lad. Yeah. we haven't had a ginger lad in a while i can't actually think of the last ginger lad we had apart from
1: gary doherty and Gary Doherty does look uncannily similar, but just like I don't know, so, sort of the less good, chubbier brother thereof. Like, like, yeah. like <laughs> in the family, you know who was the talented one. <laughs> 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 Speaking as the one who was the chubby, the chubby one in in the brothers in, in my household, I know yeah. that I, I know, I know what it's like to be that one. And uh, yeah, he's. Yeah. I was not. I was not the coolie. Um, but he looks. <laughs> he, he looks like quite a player, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, he does. He's definitely got the right build. He's going he's gonna to have no problem fitting into this league, I don't think. Um, there's quite a lot of cutting in on his left foot, I found, from from the right, which, uh, you know, hopefully doesn't become too predictable. Hopefully he can rely on uh, some quick thinking to, to buy himself that space. But some of the, the link-up play, some of the ideas we had, I mean, I know he came on, I think it was already 3-1 at that point. Um, it, it was 3-1. I'm sure it but... was.
2: Yeah, because but, but, but at
0: that point, Brighton are essentially chasing the game because it's a cup game,
2: hmm.
0: um, which created quite a few opportunities on the break. And he, he looked like he was actually quite composed, far more composed than I thought Brown was when he came on. Although he well, came um, on for a bit
1: less time. but that's That's the difference, I think, just in that quality. I think, you know, the composure yeah. under the ball in all areas of the pitch is usually the defining... Sort of well, usually the big difference between players of different levels, right? And holding midfielders who are willing to take the ball in tighter areas. You know, centre backs are willing to be pressed more. Forwards who just don't panic. You know, he he should have mm-hmm. had an assist if Bergwijn doesn't sky it. And yeah, he had about he he, and, he, and he had about three shots on target where you know he will be disappointed and wanting to do some shooting training. And whenever he did have the ball played played up to him, he didn't do what I think less good players do and sort of panic and think they have to hit Hollywood. He just held on mm. it and waited for the right person to get up alongside him and then release them. Like he, he, I feel like he's got a lot of composure and a very good sense of sort of when to release the ball. Um, like he, I don't think he's going to be rapid, but he also tucked in so effectively. I don't know if you noticed in comparisons like Mora, he drops in and makes it almost a three-five-two out of the ball and, and yeah. that I thought made a big difference you looked at our shape at the end there and he was mm. happy to basically drop in and be that be that extra midfielder
0: no i think i think it's a fair point and and to talk about our shape in general as well was it was pretty good throughout including like the pressing intensity uh, which we talked about a bit earlier and i think what's most telling is is looking at the overall performance brighton's only goal came from a fluke really it, it was mm. an unlucky deflection they did create some good chances but when you you when we're ahead in in, in a cup game, they're always going to come at you. But mm. I never at any point did I did I really think that because I've been watching Spurs a long time, but I know I know how this works. I like, you know the script <laughs> right now. But I, I mean, it might have been because I was getting progressively more pissed as the game went on. So mm. I felt more lethargic as it went on, and Spurs looked like they were becoming more lethargic mm. as it went on. And I kind of mm. thought, well, at what point does this go wrong? At what point at two 0 do they get one back? Uh, Which I think they did, didn't they? Was it two zero? They pulled it back, and uh, that's sort of where you start to, yeah, yeah, and you start to get a bit, oh yeah, like this sort of PTSD moment of, oh god, here we go again. And Mm. then we went up the other end and scored another one, and even if it was a, you know, bit of a scrappy finish in the end,
1: oh, but but... I'd
0: never felt like we 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 were going to lose that game, and I haven't really felt that way in quite a while, especially against a team who are actually quite good at football. No,
1: I I definitely agree. I, I sort of I felt. It was so unspurs like how clinical and how calm we were <laughs> that I almost expected everyone to take off their shirts and be wearing Liverpool kit. Like do you know what yeah. I mean? It was it was so yeah it was so unsort <laughs> of Spursy for, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a pejorative term we, we fucking hate because it's bullshit, but still moving on. Um yeah. I I thought the the actually the key as well for that goal. Like I don't know what how to say in Korean meet me. But fuck me is so <laughs> quick when he wants to go. Do you know he what I mean? When he
2: yeah.
1: when he when he chooses, he just he he eyed up Adam Webster, who by the way is a really good setback, oh, and, yeah. just, and just and looked at him and was just like, yeah, he doesn't fancy this. Boom, and just went. He just he just has that pace <laughs> off the off the mark. And I, I don't know. I think we've got the right players where even though you'll look like you're under pressure, if you know you've got the quality of players who can break with incision, then I feel like you you you're sort of it's a bit sort of Muhammad Ali, sort of uh, sort of on on the ropes, and he looks on the ropes, but really he's kind of waiting his time. He's kind of mm. ducking and diving. So I don't yeah. know. I, I, I thought overall, you know, brilliant day. Um, signings look great. Kuti, unbelievable at the back. Kane um, back to back to looking so sharp. So you know, what what more could you want from your Saturday evening at eight o'clock? <laughs> Well, what, what I would like is to understand why Emerson was so
0: angry at, for scoring a goal. <laughs> I mean, oh my god! It was a, I mean, it was such a bizarre moment.
1: Uh, utterly bizarre. I've got no fucking clue. No, um, I haven't. I've and, not
0: seen an explanation somewhere. You can correct us if we're wrong, but uh, I, I, I don't even. I don't really know who he was pointing at. Maybe he was pointing at the director of football, who's quite often sat in the second row of the bench. I just didn't understand why. It's like he had something. Oh, I finally got something to prove. But all you know, even. Spurs Twitter and its bizarreness was saying Emerson is essentially probably a good squad player for us. He's fine defensively. His his forward play has been a bit lackluster, and I think that has actually been been a fair assessment by by mm. a lot of people, which you don't normally get from the internet. And no. <laughs> it maybe maybe he sees that. Maybe it's a reaction to that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading too much into it. Maybe he just fucking hates our physios. <laughs>
1: I, d- I, d- I don't know. I d- I'd like it if he was like, yeah. you gave my hamstring a bad rub. Uh, he's just really yeah. fucking salty about that massage. Yeah, um,
0: You went a little bit too far
1: up the leg. Yeah, My ITB <laughs> band is my business. Um, yeah. I d- my groin was fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this is going into dodgy territory. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't think we need to worry about it. I don't see other clubs getting too pent up and if they do, they shouldn't about irrelevant stuff like that. Like, at the end of the day, he's had a bit of shit from the fans. He's probably really happy to score the a goal and got back. By all means, left <laughs> out. You know, yeah. who cares? A move on. Let's yeah. not let's not create a negative narrative around what was an excellent day at the office.
0: Yeah, and it, it's moved us on to, to the fifth round of the FA Cup. The massive fifth round. It's our yeah. year. I mean, part of this season's, you know, it's 21-22. 21 is a year that ends in one. I mean... Do we start to book the coach tickets now for the final?
2: (laughs) Is that (laughs) We've got
1: Middlesbrough away next, I think. We've got Middlesbrough next. Um, It does feel like something. It feels like we're hitting momentum at the right time. Do you know what I mean? It feels like we're we're looking better at a time when rivals are looking worse um, at just the right moment. And you can't help but look at it and go, well, Leicester are out. Arsenal are out. Mm -hmm. United are out. Like obviously the, the, the big two or rather the big three, the best three in the country are all still in it, but you won't play them until the quarterfinal at the earliest. So yeah. play Middlesbrough, play your full strength team, go for it. And then let's see, you know, let's see and let's get there. I think in a way, I think we're better prepared now with, with Romero in there with, with these two new signings in there, we're best prepared to have a go against the big team. So mm you know you're always going to need a bit of luck when you're when you're up against you know the the big three and their resources and the squads they've got but this does feel touch wood like maybe the start <laughs> of something a bit special it's so, it's
0: like, yeah, i feel like we've been saying that for so long that it's now sort of like ingrained like i've scraped uh, we, it into into the wood of my on my, <laughs> my bathroom we, wall of uh, just going it's on you because yeah, you know
1: how many years we've been so mate we've We've, for as long as we've known each other, we've had moments where we're like, is this the time? You know, do you remember, like, I mean, I think my birthday unfortunately falls on FA Cup semi final weekend. And I think there were mm. three years in a row under Poch where we went out in the semis. And each yeah. year I actually thought we were the best team in the competition. And each year something <laughs> went wrong. And I remember you going to a couple of them where I think Pogba yep. assisted uh, Sanchez in, in one of them. And it was just like, for fuck's sake, yeah. I. Um, it's somet- sometimes it's not your best year or rather it's not the year that you're the strongest team that you always win the cup you know that that's not the way that football works so all I can think is we're hitting momentum at the right time so long as we can avoid you know injuries to the wrong players you never know you never know and if uh and if that magical day comes what a way what a way we'll celebrate
0: something that reminded me actually of the, those sort of Pot year at FA Cup semis, which was <laughs> like we might as well have not played the it games. Like every year we seem to get <laughs> to a semi, and we just know that that was always going to be our limit. Seven so that was, seven in um, a row. There was a tweet by um, the Spurs web, it was quite a popular, you know, sort of yeah, yeah middle news gathering Spurs Twitter site, and they they you know who's looking forward to the, to the next round? But they shared a picture of Conte, but it was very clearly Wembley in the background when Chelsea beat us four two. And I oh, think they, yeah. yeah, and I think well, that's a bit bad taste. Oh, always showing that picture? Um, yeah. But it did remind me actually that the, well, firstly that was a Conte team that we lost mm. to. It. But secondly, you look at the kind of players that that they had, and I think I think Matic scored a screamer in that in that game. He hit. He, 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 he hit. He got to play that Victor Moses, and I think Potts. Is that the game Potts played Son at wing back?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and, we, he had, had to and track we had and we had Victor Moses for ninety minutes. Yeah, and I mean that day you looked at the Chelsea lineup, and I think we would have we would have chosen our team over theirs. Yeah, I think and William honestly... scored a free kick and kind a of thing. But then you look at perhaps that Chelsea
0: team compared to maybe what we think that this team of players can achieve by the time of the NFA Cup final, mm. and they've, they've got to be on a par, I reckon.
1: I think as well, if you get the right players in, you know, I, I so Sergio Reguilon is not a perfect player, um, but. He's fast, he's intense, mm. he's aggressive, and he's very smart defensively. And you look at and you go, we don't need you to be as good as Cancelo. And that's good because yeah. you're not as good as Cancelo. But <laughs> we 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 need you to do a job for 90 minutes in a big game and just neutralise that flank. And and I could see us having moments where, you know, if you have the right moment, the right day, and, and maybe Kane pulls out a bit of magic and, and you get something from a set piece, I do think this team can go do something. Um, so, yeah, I mean, right. fingers crossed. You're calling six. it now? Is this it? Is this you calling it? I'm I'm calling it. I'm going to put my neck out. Oh, I'm going to call it. There you go. Right.
0: FA Cup winners, is, 2022. Yeah, sliding doors moment, that. You called it. It's happening. You called it,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, what is happening, for sure, is um, this league game on Wednesday. Uh, as we mentioned <laughs> earlier on, it's nice to, to play on a Wednesday again. We've got, um, what annoys me, actually, is that we've got, obviously it doesn't annoy me that we've got a game against Wolves. But it does annoy me. Then it's on a Sunday. I just feel like we finally got a game that's on a Wednesday. We, you know, we ditched the Conference League so we could play more games on a Saturday. <laughs> I, just, I just want to see Spurs play on a Saturday. Is too much to ask for?
1: uh it's it's too much to ask for until next season when we're in the Champions League but <laughs> um <laughs> no, you are so buoyant after one win <laughs> after one win against Brighton tell you what i'm fucking we beat we beat Neil Mope and Danny Welbeck and I'm calling it um <laughs> i don't know i uh, it's annoying but i also think two games in a week against two winnable you know two winnable games if we have the right kind of kind of performances it will come um i think you know you're you're going to the game aren't you with ash and ash and holly yeah yeah his uh his wife is now wife um i mean it's a great opportunity for you to apologize for giving him whiskey the other weekend and, and sending him home in that state that was a really uh immoral thing that I'm, not, I'm
0: not sorry because he's he's a <laughs> man. And, and if he can't handle his morettis then then he's, he's a poor excuse for an italian there you go i'm happy to to broadcast oh. that
1: I, I, do you know what? I love the moment that Ash is going to be somewhere right now listening on his headphones. He's going to have heard that sentence yeah. and he's going to be fucking fuming. And Ash, wherever you are, I second yeah. that sentence. If um, anyone
0: can hear a loud wailing from the sort of part of a Jurassic border, <laughs> then it, it's, it's it's going to be him because I, I've spent the whole podcast just baiting him. What else can I bait him on? Well, there, there, things with the, the Brighton game. Back. There weren't let's, any contentious fouls where we could trigger him about the referee. Which is probably
1: but there probably will be with Southampton. And I I give you one reason for that. I think both teams are going to go absolutely hell for leather. I think there's going to be like absolute pace. There's going to be 50-50 tackles flying in and centre-backs are going to be tripping fast forwards. So there's going to be plenty for Ash to be annoyed about on the night, (laughs) sat there with his first wife, you, and his second wife, Holly. And yeah, I said that. Yeah, Um, exactly. (laughs) The other thing, I I just feel like this game with Southampton, given how gung-ho they are, You know, like that scene in the very end of uh, The Last Samurai when they're like charging, and it's like, can you shoot them down before they get to you? That's Mm. what it feels like playing Southampton. Because if they get to you with the press, they're going to win it back and then they're going to just break at pace. But if you can play it around them, if you can avoid that attack, Mm. suddenly you're in. Like, like you know, didn't we have that game where Kane assisted Son four times, and that's Southampton.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a ridiculous game, and then I think they started that game better. And then if, obviously we had that one-all game at uh, St Mary's earlier in the season where they were down to ten men for most mm. of it. Yeah, it was the majority of the game, and we yeah. still couldn't break them down. But in that sort of forty minutes where they had eleven men, mm. they were they were absolutely um, unreal. It's, it's more like was more Butch Cassidy in the Sundance Kid kind of. You know, at the end, <laughs> you know it's going to be a shootout, but no one's ever really sure how it ended up. So. It, oh, it shouldn't be much more of that, but I think what's, what's of certain is, at what, what minute does does
1: prowse score a free kick? <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> he's very so, good at that. He's such a good player. I think I, I don't think anyone will be able to prize him away from Southampton, but mm. you, you can't help but think if he could do it for less than £50 million. The man never misses a minute of Premier League football. Yeah. And f- and fitness and, and sort of durability is something I'll never again underestimate, having experienced in Donbalay for two and a half years in my club. Like, <laughs> like, like the, the value of a player just yeah. actually being available is so useful. Yeah, the well,
0: player who does the simple stuff well, which you know everyone yeah. loved in Donbala for, you know, his, his trickery and his in his skill with a ball, and you just think, well, actually, complete other end of the spectrum. This is a guy who knows how to kick a dead ball. And knows
1: that he just has to recycle it you know, sideways yeah, he, and forwards when he needs to. He, he does the simple things really well when he's in centre mid. He runs all day. He's a shit house with Wolf Saha, which we always yeah. love to see. And <laughs> and he's got those free kicks and those corners. And wouldn't it be nice to have, have really good corner corner delivery? Like I mm. he's gonna be crucial to shut down. Um and I think after that there's always the danger. Um I think it'll be interesting. Their back line feels like they're either amazing on the day or they're awful. Like yeah. <laughs> they, they sort, of, they yeah. sort of flicker between Champions League performances and Championship performances. So we don't <laughs> know where it's going to land. But yeah. I think there'll be goals both ways. And if it was me, I would be slotting. I, I don't know about Kudelski yet, because I think Mora, Mora and Son feel like very well suited players for this fixture when it's going to be on the half chances and the breakaway space. Yeah, those two. Are their- Look and those transitions. Yeah. Those two are their pace. I like, but mm-hmm. for me, you have got to put Benton in the middle of that pitch and say that lad over there with the blonde hair, he's yours. Mm. Go, dear. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that's what, you, that's, <laughs> what you, that's what you that's what you sign the best centre mids to do right. And yeah. I don't know. I've got I've got a lot of faith in him.
0: No, I, I I'd agree with that, and and I would like to see that because we know we've come to you, he doesn't really favour the, the the free man midfield. No. So yeah, looking at your front free. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think probably a little bit too soon for Kulusevski. You probably wouldn't want to put that burden on him necessarily when you've got Son and Moura actually fit. And they can be very terrifying when they are fit. And I just think we didn't see the best of Son against Brighton. And I mm-hmm. think as he gets back into the rhythm of it, because he was out for quite a while, I think in you know, at least four weeks. Yeah. Um, so, so we've still got a lot more of him to see. And, and, and particularly, he always does well in this fixture. I know it, it's technically irrelevant because <laughs> no one, knows um, can—you can presume that will do well in a fixture. But for some reason, certain players seem to do better in certain I think fixtures. Play, so
1: whether that's but superstition or—but superstition—but superstition impacts how people play. I, I don't think there's yeah. know, no doubt. You know, the way that Kane plays against Leicester when he rocks up at that stadium, he definitely has a little part of him that, like, <laughs> I've got to <I> score. <laughs> He's—he's—and—and and that impacts how he plays on the pitch. But. I don't know. I think it would also be useful because if you think about the Sunday game against Wolves, that's a game where I think they play, they play the kind of style where I think Kuyaseski would, would be more effective there at picking up pockets of space in mm. it's a, a more intelligent game because Moutinho and Neves are such good centre-mids that you're yeah. going to have to be cute. You're not just going to be able to run through them. So for me, I'd be like, as you say, Moore has played a lot of minutes. Son just come back from injury start those two midweek mm. and then maybe go Bergvine kuliseski on yeah. on Sunday, you know, rotate, this is the moment to, yeah. to make sure you don't carry an injury.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Pace and Tricky was probably suit as better in, in Southampton, whereas Wolves will probably sit a bit deeper, they haven't got the same level of skill and consistency that Southampton seem to have at the moment, Who, to be fair, Southampton are doing a great run of form, Wolves aren't a bad team, I quite like him under Bruno Largo. he's a they can be quite a resolute team at times, kind of. So I think I think that they look actually better than they they did at the noon, certainly more threatening. But I oh, still don't. think well, man, can, man for man comparing Wolves to Southampton, for instance, you already know mm-hmm. that against Wolves you are going to see more of the ball, so you need players who are potentially going to be a little bit more cuter with what they do with it. And yeah, that that's yeah. where Kudelski could could come in and make his first start, and you never know mm-hmm. get his first goal. we not.
1: Would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, I'm going to ask you to stick your neck out for both results because, you know, mm. this is what we do. Give me the
0: <laughs> predictions. Prediction? Well, like you say, I think Southampton should be a frantic game. But we look really good at the moment. And I just think we the players are starting to get what Conte's on about. So I reckon it will be a 3 2. I reckon it, it's got that sort of oh. tit for tat
1: throughout high
0: scoring game. So, yeah. Gonna gonna say that.
1: Okay, I, I'm gonna go two all. Um, I, I think it will be tip to tap, but I'm not I'm not sure. I could see it being a well sort of hard for well earned on both sides. Mm. point so Even at home, is this the game yeah. where we drop points? You reckon in our games in hand? I I don't reckon it's a problem to have. So my my money is we draw two all, but then we win two one on the weekend. And if you take four points from these two games, that's mm. fine. I just I just think just no losses, keep the momentum going, keep some points coming in. Maybe. And yeah. and I think I think Arsenal will choke. You know. I still so think I, the standard, Well, yeah, that that's well, that's going to happen anyway. Is that? <laughs>
0: but uh, I, I do think that especially at home, hmm. both of these fixtures, you know, anyone outside of the top six, we have to be beating. If we want to have the aspirations that we're talking about this season, which is now fourth place, just because circumstances have allowed it, we have to be beating both of these teams. And if, quite frankly, if we get four points out of these, I would actually say, well, maybe we don't deserve it. That said, mm. <laughs> it just this so happens that United and Arsenal probably aren't up for it either, uh, neither are Leicester. I, but I, you know, I, could, I still think the full six points out of these two.
1: If we got the full six, I think these are the moments when we're going to start. Uh, when we're going to start start believing. I think I, I sort of yeah. I, I believe in theory, but when you start to see those two, three, four wins on the bounce go together. That's when you start to feel like, mm. hold on, it's coming. Um, I think
0: Son and Kane okay. will find formed by Wars on Sunday. And I think they'll just basically get better as the week goes on. You know, three home games in a row. But a really good crowd and, um, against Brighton as well. And but yeah. uh, the sounds of it, we'll have a good good crowd in the next two games. And I just think, yeah, so, for me, Sunday set up to be a fairly big win. I'm going for it. Go on. It's like a 4-1 for me. That's what I'm thinking.
1: Oh, 4-1. Oh, I think it's going love, to be I, uh, it, seven, it'll be like tight to start with days. and then we'll just go bang seven goals in four days yeah but this is this is contested I'm not nuts it's just it's just the state of things look at the, the bit of gaffer of, uh, four nans, Jeremy four nons um, <laughs> throwback um, right Let's 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 start to wrap things together. But but we did throw out a um, question to Twitter saying, you know, go on, what do you want to talk about? And there's a, a few good ones have come in. Um, so I want to I want to want to quick fire questions with you, Fen, Get your thoughts. Um, Matty uh, Matty TFC uh, says, do you think Romero can be better than Prime Jan or Toby?
0: Jeez, I mean, I think they're very different players. I think it has to be said. I kind of see I see Adaval and Vatongan in that kind of a bit more of that traditional can be like a perfect partnership in a back to kind of mold. Whereas Romero's a bit more front foot, I think he takes probably a lot more risks than Yann than and Toby would have done. Um, mm. That doesn't mean he can't be better or as good, in my opinion. I think he will be different and I think he'll be as good,
2: mm.
0: but yeah, whether I'd say better or not, uh, maybe wouldn't go that far. Yeah. Okay. Happy to be proved
1: wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I'm. I'm in. I'm sort of wouldn't disagree. I think he's. Uh, he's got the potential. Um, he's definitely more front foot, more aggressive. But I also think that's a trait that some of the best centre halves have had in the. You know, that I've seen in my lifetime is in big games being able to impose yourself on the game, not just be. I thought Jan and Toby were brilliant, but they were brilliant at being at doing the basics. But you see. The difference in them and, you know, Sergio Ramos, uh, a Cannavaro, a Van Dijk, players who I feel can, like, they step on the pitch and even though they're at centre back, they, everyone knows they're the best player on that pitch. I think Romero's mm. got more of that, I don't know, big pitch energy than, than maybe some of the others do. <laughs> so, who knows? I love the question. I love the question. I love the ambition. Yeah, no, I like, um, it. I like uh, it. Then we got. We've had two questions, uh, both relating to uh, whether or not we're going to me- miss uh, uh, Steve Hitchin. Obviously, left the club. So, Sean Caddell, thank you very much for that one. Um, what did you think of, of Hitchin departing?
0: I mean, I frequently miss Hitchin whenever I drive up the M1 because it's just <laughs> never something I've ever particularly wanted to stop at. And I do drive up the M1 frequently. Um, I'm actually going to link it in with another question because uh, it's quite similar. And I think I'll probably answer both. Mm-hmm. Uh, one's from White Vaughan about basically, are we happy with, with the signings that we've had so far? And I think with Perattici that's come in, there's, there's always going to be that, that conflict of, mm. you know, this, this was Hitchin's remit before, this was his department, so to speak. And Levy's gone, no, no, this, this, would you, I need to bring in someone more senior than you. And I think it was always a matter of when and not, not if Hitchin goes. Mm. Uh, the have all seen rumours that you could be going to places like Newcastle which will be better suited but comparing these summer and January windows already compared to, to you know the ones we've had under Hitchin since about 2017 um, we've had him. Mm. I think trimming the fat was definitely potentially more beneficial than the stuff that come in yeah uh, so okay. in that, that respect Hitchin well probably be missed and uh, I quite like where we're going already
1: yeah I think I think that's probably fair I, my view of Hitchin is kind of everyone wrote basically about the sort of the coulda sort of the signings that he had supposedly theoretically lined up like oh well he had lined up Dybala and then someone it up or he had lined up Moutinho and then so it's like well there's a lot of sort of coulda woulda shoulda in the world of football <laughs> yeah um, and yeah. at the end of the day the signings that we you know that Hitchin made have not turned out to be successful. Like, you look Mm. at Ndombe, you look at the Celso, like, I don't know, I I don't, you look at Rodon, you look at Doherty. Maybe even Yeah, Bergvine. I I don't think that Hitchin, Hitchin's, the Hitchin era signings were good.
0: Yeah, they they were rudderless, I think.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and I, equally, I don't think we can yet say Perattachis are good because we don't know yet, so it's still too new. So Hitchin, for me, I think it's the right thing that he's gone. I also think, at the end of the day, I always felt like those signings, Levy was still kind of calling the shots to a certain extent. I think the beauty with Paratici mm. is that Paratici is a clear step away where Levy has accepted, I'm not in charge. And also mm-hmm. because he knows that without Paratici, you don't keep Conte. So for yeah. me, if, if, even if Paratici's only, only role is the fact that he facilitates us having Conte, that in and of itself is worth keeping him for. So what would I say of the two windows? i'm happier with january um Mm. but let's see how it pans out because you know i I don't think i think the four players we dumped were smart players to get out the door and the two players have come in i like but it's been one game like let's give bentacore a little bit a little bit longer to win uh, the ballon door and then we know we're going in the right direction um final two
0: yeah we'll do the final two very quickly um yeah First one from Zoe Pearson, uh, she's quite big on Twitter, she, she's very good, she's well worth a follow. Um, will our Juventus uh, special relationship, in the very commas, be more fruitful than the Real Madrid one?
1: <laughs> I quite like,
0: because all we essentially got out uh, of that Real Madrid special relationship was like these sort of casts off, like these shit lanyards that they were getting from being the UCL winners with, <laughs> every other year, and we were just sat over here thinking, that that, that, that ladry is really good, and actually both of them, Modric and Bao, I'm just kind of looking at, do we get out
1: of this? Well, Van der Vart, I mean, which is free special relationship. Van der Art has done well. Uh Sergio Region well. <laughs> looks, looks, <laughs> oh, yeah. looks good. Um look, do I think I, I think with where Real Madrid were, you were always going to get stitched by that special relationship. You were always the booty call in that relationship. Oh yeah. Where, yeah. Whereas at least with Juve, <laughs> they kind of I think Juve need us to a certain extent because they couldn't have signed I don't think um, Vlahovic without getting two players out the door for decent cash. Yeah, And
0: I think they needed to to throw at the wages to sign Zachariah as well, even though he was a transfer. So
1: yeah, Uh, in a way I'm, I'm more positive about that. Um, I I don't know. I kind of think the Italian market's got a lot of talent, which is untapped. I I watch a lot of Syria and Mm. like the standard is really, really good. Whereas whenever I watch (laughs) um, uh, La Liga, Honestly, La Liga right now is actually quite a bad division. There's a reason that they haven't. No, but there's a reason that yeah. none of their teams have made it past, like, I don't know, the quarterfinals of the Champions League for, like, six years in a row or something. Mm. Like, these are, like, neither, none of the best teams right now in La Liga would get into the top four in Prem, I yeah, promise you. Yeah, like, it's, whereas, in, whereas in Italy, the coaching standard and I think the quality of players is very high, but people, I don't think it's a sort of fully tapped market yet. So mm. I'd rather Pratici was was fishing in Fishing in uh, sort of off yeah. the coast of Puglia, than then, then ho- hiking around in Madrid. That's what that's what I'd say to that.
0: Yeah, it's probably better to fish in the waters, you know. Sometimes, absolutely. So, um, I mean, you do, you look at some of Juventus's uh, transfers previously, and you think, oh, not sure about that. And then we sign the cast-offs and then you go, oh, who was their director of football? Oh shit! But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we may do. And for,
1: for final question. Um, nice always to think about the youth, I think, in, in a time like this. Um, mm. Will Harvey White ever play for the first team?
0: Yeah, from uh, Spurs Symptoms. Simps, mm. Spurs, Spurs Symptoms is just tears. But Spurs Symptoms, <laughs> Symptoms I can't, I can't say Anyway,
1: yeah. Um, he always comes well, up like with to, to, question. To, to to all listeners out there by the way while accusing me of stoking rumors of his alcoholism fenn has in fact drunk a full pint while we've been recording this podcast so it's my i, I sta- it's fucking
0: it's robinson's
1: <laughs> blackcurrant oh is it oh fair play yeah, it's not a pale ale <laughs> i stand corrected i literally it's in a pint glass and from a distance it looks like i was like you know it's, it's
0: in a fuller's pint glass I'll give you that it's a london pride glass but it's not full of I know. Yeah, I mean, it's double ben, strength uh, squash. <laughs> double strength IPA.
1: I know the trade for Otherwise you're gonna do, do a kind of like podcast intervention. And then it's really gonna gonna <laughs> hit a whole new level. Right.
0: Well, back to the you, question. No, well you said at the beginning, you're not really sure what baits me. There's no what baits me, lies. Your lies. <laughs> My I've been lies triggered I've anyway, important. Harvey White, will he ever play for the first team? Good question. I have genuinely thought about this recently, so that makes it a good question. Um because we now have less centre mids, mm. obviously we saw Harvey on the bench. Probably had a shout for playing, but because we had, you know, so many other players that we, that we needed to rotate in and out, that you know he wasn't going to get any, you know, even for five ten minutes at the end. Because as soon as we've essentially only got four centre mids: Skip, Hoibier, Winks, Bentoncourt. So if one and maybe like one and a half, so one's injured and one's got a knock, all mm. of a sudden you haven't got much depth there. When we play a two-man midfield, so Harvey White could be in for the odd minute here and there, you know. So when he, you know, Cooler looks a bit leggy in the last ten minutes, and we're three-one up, potentially, mm. I could see him getting some minutes, and I think he will make continue to make the bench for probably the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, I I think will will he make an appearance in the first team? Yes, <laughs> I, I can yeah. see that situation you just described coming out. I don't think though he'll ever be a regular because I feel that we haven't developed him quite right. Like, you know, we have had some extensive chats, you know, more more on our our WhatsApp group, I guess, but about sort of the value of loaning players out versus keeping them in and and you know how to best develop. But you look at him, he's gonna be twenty one in September at the start Mm. of the next season. If you look at him compared to where Skip is, you know, Skip is, you know, almost exactly, I think almost to the day, Mm. one year older. But Skip had been player of the season in the championship for the team that got promoted five points clear, playing yeah. basically every minute. So I, I feel like with Harvey White, you know, it's kind of like regardless of what happens between now and May, go out on loan to, I don't know, Fulham if they don't go up or to, you know, maybe Newcastle if they go down. We can all pray Um, <laughs> go on loan somewhere and play 35 games in the championship and like and if you and if you play in that level and you are by a distance the best centre mid then you're probably good enough to come back and play for us but right now I think that if we don't get him out the door to have a chance we we sort of push him towards the Dennis in sort of Sunderland till I die documentary route (laughs) um which which no which no player deserves so I'd 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 say will he get the appearance yes but do we need to seriously think about how we how we best develop players and give them the chance to 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 kind of get that experience and, and that improvement, I think that's a big question for the summer.
0: Yeah, I think I think that that's fair. I think essentially we need him for the depth until the end of the season. And then in the summer he needs to follow alone because I I suspect we will bring in another midfielder mm. and probably not lose one. So his his slot will be taken by hopefully you know a, a very good season professional. And he needs to go out online and, and prove his worth, essentially, uh, which, you know, he's, he's, got, he's got potentially a high ceiling. So it's exciting. Um, yeah. Windows everywhere. We talked about a lot of you windows. You know what's got a lot of windows? Sliding doors.
1: <laughs> sliding doors. And is that is, is that your, your punchline to finish the pod?
0: Yeah, that's it. I mean, thank you very much for watching us through, through, through these sliding doors. We're uh, certainly unhinged. <laughs> see you next time. <laughs>